Hi everybody, welcome back to the Ag Lead Show. As you know, this is the place where we talk about what you don't often want to talk about in agriculture. Yep, we cover the people side of the business on this show. Okay, so today's show, we're going to talk about communication. Now I know that's a really broad subject and we can go in a lot of different directions, but I'm gonna focus in because of the time of year here at the very end of October, first part of November, we're really gonna focus in on how to improve communication during your busy season. So if that sounds like a tall order or something you actually just don't even wanna deal with right now, I understand, but hopefully when you leave this podcast recording, you will be able to have some quick tips and I'm actually going to bring you a model that's going to take you through daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and even annual communication tips to really give you something that you can use, put into practice, and you can stick with throughout your seasons. Yes, including really busy times. So let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the show, everybody. And you might see something a little different today. Also, you're seeing something today. So we're trying some fun new things to get the Ag Lead Show really high on your list of things to check out, including coming to you here from my studio. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, that's wonderful through a podcast. But if you like to watch things and you kind of want to have that TV show kind of feel, which is fun for me to do, you can also find us on our YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, that's why you can see me doing this and recording this. So we're going to be doing a lot of our podcasts on YouTube, so creating video. And again, so if you're listening on the on an audio app, wonderful, but if you'd love to watch video, head over to YouTube, you can see me there. I'm really having a lot of fun doing it. Okay, that said, let's talk about what we came here to talk about, communication. And as I promised you in sort of the introductory remarks to the show, today we're going to cover some things with communication and you can see it behind me here if you're watching us on the YouTube channel. I've got a model here that I'm gonna cover for you and I will go into that here in a few minutes. You can also get an infographic of this model in the show notes. Take it, use it, modify it for yourself. That's why we put the show out here. We wanna get you resources that you can use anytime and our goal is quick, effective results. So that's what the um, connectivity model is that I'm going to be talking you through today. But why, why bother? Well, for one thing, this time of year, is really challenging for us as we take a look at improving communications. First of all, we're at the home stretch for many operations, particularly in the row crop space, right? We're in that home stretch of really pushing hard to get through harvest, to get to the holidays. And then we've got the added stress this year of COVID-19 challenges, which just from a personal standpoint, that's very stressful for everybody. But yet you may be dealing with some employee issues, some absenteeism, uh, your own family challenges of navigating that, you know, take away COVID-19, take away presidential elections, all the stuff that's really operating somewhat in the background for us, but also in the foreground, depending on how much uh, that's personally uh, challenging you or you're involved with that. So this time of year is a challenge for us. We're pushing really hard. We're kind of in the home stretch of harvest, and yet we've got the holidays coming up. So it's a time of year when thinking about how to improve communication 
probably sounds to you a little bit like unnecessary madness, <laughs> you know, too much work to do. But I want to make the argument today that it's the perfect time to take a look at what's working and what's not working. Why? Because it's when we're busiest or when we are pressured that often the little fissures, the little cracks in the way things are going are most likely exposed. I want to give you a model that allows you to really improve your whole communication plan, not just the one that you're doing right now. And my argument to you is that if you build a solid model and you build the buy-in with your team to get people using it and getting used to it, you know, we usually keep up our habits, good or bad, and sometimes we even magnify those when we're really busy. So if you take a look now, what's going well in the communication standpoint, what's flopped, what was fine but fell off, you know, and you aren't keeping up with it, take a look, that's the first thing today, is to evaluate where things are today. What's working, what has got problems, and where were there things that were going fine but you let them slide? And you can kind of look at those and say, can we let those slide or do we really need to fix that in order to move forward effectively as we take a look at 2021? A couple of my first strategies on here are not difficult to implement. In fact, they're so simple, you're thinking, well, I could have done that. And you guess what? You can. So I also want to implore you in terms of communication tools, whatever you use, and just improving your communication as a work team, and that includes a family, whether you have any employees or not that are non-family, you are a work team. This is the time that you've got to do it. When you don't have communication that's clear, comfortable, and agreed upon, by everybody in the business, you create conflict. And none of us want any more conflict in 2020. You know, we just don't. And you don't need it anytime because conflict does a lot of things that are a problem. You know, productive conflict allows you to raise an issue, work through it, and move on. But not productive conflict or conflict that is full of anxiety, causes people to be upset, worried, uh, not sleep well, you know, that causes people to do not want to come to work. It causes performance to go down. And then in our business, being too much in conflict or things that aren't communicated clearly can be dangerous. We had a situation, I was talking with an executive coaching client, a farmer, back in the winter, and the group had some communication gaps, I'll call it. And I, I think you're probably thinking of the ones you're having, where it wasn't a big, big deal, but in the end, it turned out that way. People were, well, I don't really know what he meant, but it's fine, I'm just gonna go do it. Or, yeah, I got that message, but it wasn't clear. I didn't worry about it, I just went on. And then that kind of, so to pile on, people kind of were like, well, I don't know what she meant and I don't like it. You know, they sort of, sort of disagreed. Instead of digging in to learn more and clarify, instead of doing that, in this situation, a farmer brought to me, he had two people in particular, they just, they didn't clarify, the communication wasn't clear, they didn't clarify it, then they got into disagreement. They didn't like what they thought they knew or heard or they what they thought had been communicated. So as we all do, we see things through our unique lens. One person saw it this way, one person saw it this way, not the same and nobody liked it. So then they got into a personal conflict. We're adding to the cake here, layers. Then they took that conflict to guess what? Social media. And as you can imagine, that's a terrible idea. And they were making remarks, and then those remarks were being seen, of course, by others. It was live on social media. Then other people were talking about it. 
other people in the community were talking about this operation and saying, what's going on over there? They've got people like lashing out on each other on social media. And does this happen to any of you? I mean, this is a true story. And I probably could talk about this with you or your neighbor, if, if not you, right? Then they were having a conflict in the parking lot of a place of business. I think it was the elevator. They were hauling grain in the winter, frankly. They're having an, not an altercation. It didn't come to, to that physical, but that emotional, highly charged stuff was happening in the parking lot. That's not good. So later the day that that happened, they were then responding to each other after that on social media. And one of the employees was using her phone. This is a man and a woman in this particular case. She was responding to what the guy had put on social media about their conflict. While she was driving, she ran into the back of someone else, totaled a vehicle and got hurt. She broke an ankle. And we're talking about nothing more than if you went all the way back to the root of this was they didn't clarify what each other meant in it from the basic communication over super simple stuff. And it escalated and escalated and escalated. And we could really go into a lot more here. And I won't, that's probably something for another show. When the, uh, the farmer, the CEO of the operation called me, you know, I worked with him for years anyway, but it actually had been a couple of years since I had. And he's like, we're going to need your help. <laughs> and we started talking and he's like, this is just awful. You must think we're awful. And I said, no, I think you're common. And the thing is, it's also easy to solve if you really started at the beginning and diffuse those things with clean communication tools that everybody bought into. To be honest, as I really looked at this with him and as he shared some of his comments and he talked through it with you know, the two parties and one of those parties ended up quitting because they were just so upset and they felt wronged. And he did not, and it was the, the female in this particular, uh, and she didn't want to lose her, but he did. That was a real misfortune, frankly, for the business because he had, a, you know, he really liked that individual. But what it all amounted to was that they didn't agree on the method of communication. So then they chose to ignore each other because one person preferred text, one person preferred to call and leave a voicemail. And in that case, the person who liked text refused to listen to the other person's voicemail. So she, or, and, or he, and I'm not sure which one it was in that case, never got the message that was being communicated, acted like that other person wasn't telling them what to do or talking with them. When he had, they literally ended up in a huge fight and a wreck, broken ankle, quit employee over the preference between voicemail and text. So. That's why I implore you to build your own connectivity model. And if you really think about it, I know you had situations like that. They may have gone that far. They may not. You probably didn't think about the fact that it was a super small thing that created this fairly large problem. What we did with that operation, and I've used this for corporate clients all the way down to small work teams that include family work teams on farms. Building a communication norm through something like this that I've got here with you today, whether you're um, listening audio, you can grab this, or if you're watching the YouTube, you can see it here. Build your own connectivity model. This one that I'm going to talk about for the next few minutes is what I've used, but you totally need to modify this for yourself.
Okay, so let's just run through it for a couple minutes. So for you with the connectivity model, daily, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual, five pieces. You with your particular business may need to add components. You know, there may be a weekly piece in here. As you see from this, I didn't include weekly. You know, I am looking at bi-weekly for a lot of operations. Weekly is overkill if you're doing daily. Or some people might say, you know, I have to have weekly because bi-weekly is too far in between. That's going to depend on you. And I really encourage you to modify this. This is not set in stone for your business. It's a model and you pick how it needs to go. Okay. But daily is first for work teams that are especially on the go. If you have a group that's remote and or a group that's not remote, but they're all going in different directions, which is super common for us on farms, right? We're all going in a different direction. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't need everybody working there if we weren't being sort of dispatched to different locations and to do different roles. So that means you're kind of remote because you may not see one another all day or you may work with a couple people and not others. We get that. So it, daily, some of you are going to say, I've got to have a daily in-person meeting where we all get together, we talk about the day and we move on. That's completely fine, but for others of you, you may not do that because you are, are truly remote or especially right now in the busy season, you know, people may be deploying from other locations, a farm, you know, two counties away, or they're going to, you know, drive from home and, and go to this place. So that doesn't mean that you don't use the daily communication tool. And the simplest way to do that is a group text or some kind of group messaging app. But everybody has to buy in. You see, that's the important piece. And everybody needs to participate. So if you use that group app or a group text tool, whatever you choose to put, put there, the idea behind that is everybody uses it and everybody responds. Um, one of my friends would, was, would get on me because I would not, um, sometimes I wouldn't respond because I'd this was early on we were texting like, you know, what was it, 15, 20 years ago, I would, she would send me a message and I might be busy during that time, but I'd notice that I got it and I'd think to myself, oh, I'm going to call her back. But I didn't send her a response. She would always tease me. She's like, could you at least K me? I need you to K me. I need to know you're alive. Y'all have to K each other. She's right. And we still tease about that today. But that's so true. So each person, this is the crux of this, everybody on the app or on the group text has to K. <laughs> um, you know, they've got to get back to you with a, some sort of a, here's what I'm doing, or yes, I understand, I will do that. That is essential because this is the tiny little thing that you can do that can improve communication the most, that it, it's not optional. And you must respond with something so that the rest of the group doesn't feel like you got, somebody was ignored. Remember my story that I just shared with you a few minutes ago, the people did not, think they were being listened to and then got into a huge conflict. So a daily type communication is great, but you've got to make sure that you are all responsive. Okay, weekly, I'm not going to talk about today, but if you want to talk about that in detail for your business, you know, you can get in, in touch with me. I like bi-weekly, depending on the operation, okay? That may be different for all of you, but we're just using an example here. It depends on how you want to do it. Some of you bi-weekly in person is going to be essential. Others of you, that could be a video meeting or a conference call. 
Again, for those of you who have more remote teams or teams that are really spread out during seasons like harvest, why don't you use conference calls? These have been around forever. They're easy. There's free apps for this. And it allows people to probably do their job if they're, you know, they're operating some equipment safely where they can simply listen in and talk. This is a great tool and you can have a conversation without making people report to a location to sit through something when they're sitting there going, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. And I had to drive all the way down here. It took an hour. Um, this is an option, especially during busy seasons. Don't forget to use the most simple technology. The other reason I really like the bi-weekly thing at minimum, again, some of you will be going weekly, is accountability. You know, we all have those people in the business or the operation or you or you know of this from other businesses where you've worked. You kind of go, wonder what it is he does all day. You know, I had a, a another coaching client who, <laughs> you'll love this, he had an employee that they kind of asked that question about, we'll call that employee Jim. You know, they kind of ask that question sometimes, what do you suppose Jim does? But he wasn't so bad, so they kept him around. Well, Jim ends up leaving. You know, he left the job and after Jim left, the we'll call the owner of the operation, Bill. Bill and his son were out looking at crops and they had a they have a lot of different fields, an area where they have lots of fields that are smaller. They would find in fields under trees, at the end of a furrow, um, in an old barn, chairs. And like old junky chairs. And these were Jim's chairs where he would spend a little R&R time. And that was the answer to the question, you know, what do you suppose Jim does all day? <laughs> Obviously that's frustrating for the other employees as well as the employer when they don't really know what someone does. Or if you have someone who takes a bit of liberty with that, in the case of Jim, he was taking quite a lot of liberty with the free time he built into his day. <laughs> um, so at least the bi-weekly gives you some accountability that people are having to let the rest of the operation know. Also with the bi-weekly option, you can pair, if you're having an issue with accountability, you can pair people into accountability partners. That sounds a little fluffy, but it actually works really, really well. Sometimes it's great with a more seasoned person, with a younger person, that's great when someone needs to pass their knowledge on, another person needs an uptake of knowledge, or if they're in conflict, someone's seasoned, feels like their job's getting passed by someone younger feels like they're not respected by the older person. Pairing them up sometimes can be a great way to do that in accountability for, for actually doing their roles and keeping people informed. Monthly, I think we've got to get to in-person. Now, we've had issues with that in 2020. So you're gonna have to look at that the way your operation feels most comfortable. I and mean, I guess we really have to leave it at that. If, not, if you are not meeting in person, this has gotta be done with video as a you know standing live, everybody's screens on, everybody's mics on, video engagement. If for some reason um, someone's ill or you know your operation is just not comfortable setting up a situation to gather face to face. But of course, with our technology today, like we're using here, th this is doable. So you cannot avoid this monthly live session. You can also really do update sessions with those accountability partners. They can do those offline and bring bring it to the camera like, okay, Jasmine's here with me, is works with us you know, on a marketing capacity. Let's say she and I were paired as accountability partners. In that session, she and I could each share about what we were working on with the other person or that other person's progress. 
So that's a great way for people to have to demonstrate their accountability. And it's not in a, a punitive way. Again, we're not, we're not looking to punish people. We're looking for progress and for performance. The last two are going to fill for this time of year. I won't cover them a lot because you're going to think that they're a little too busy work for right now. But frankly, we're heading into the downhill stretch, right? That's why communication is so critical right now. People are tired. They're, they're ready to be done. They're ready to get to the holidays. And it's also a great time for review. So once you're getting that wrap up, I know many really great operations throw a party or have a you know a potluck or, and again, that may be modified for you this year, but it probably some sort of appreciation event is common. Don't forget to couple that with some kind of offsite strategy, goals, accountability, and what worked, what didn't work. What do we need to change? What do we not need to change? That kind of thing on a quarterly basis, no matter how small the team, no matter how related everybody is on the team, is tremendously important. It's not difficult to do. And the uh, one thing, especially with younger leaders in your team, it's great to give them the chance to lead this session. Again, it may be something you do or a video during this time, but think about having that young person who just got back from college or trade school. Give them the chance to be the one that leads the quarterly session. That's a great leadership opportunity, a great chance for them to shine, a great chance if you're the more senior person to take something off your plate. Um, do not forget to do that and do this before the end of the year. It's really, really important because sometimes people don't want to take the time to bring up problems or other things that they're working on during those quick check-in meetings. The reason the quarterly is great, whether you're doing that video, again, cam like with a Zoom session, again, cameras on, mics on, nobody's hiding um, if you can't meet in person. So the reason that's important to do this is that if there is a conflict or a problem or just something people really want to share or ask questions about or something they want to say, you know, this didn't really work that well, we need to fix that. A lot of people are not going to bring that up in your, if you're looking at my model, or if you have that in front of you, if you grab the, uh, the audio, a lot of people won't take the time to bring that up in your shorter daily bi-weekly meetings because they're basically thinking, okay, we got to move, we got to do things quickly. This is a task-oriented type of meeting, which it typically is. It's not necessarily a planning session. So if you avoid the longer sessions, such as quarterly and next I'll go into annual, you will not get those pieces. They likely will not get exposed when you have time to fix them. They will likely come out as a problem. So if you use a system, super easy, just like we have here, half day, talk about um, new strategies, goals, accountability. You know, I call it the plus minus, what worked, what didn't. You get a chance to get that stuff that needs fixed or needs talked through, or is a performance issue from someone else, or is a behavioral conflict um, between two people, you can clean that up and move it on a lot quicker because you took the time to know about it. Okay, last one's annual, and this is a retreat process. Some of you are going to say retreat. That sounds awfully, you know, not that's not us. Um, I want to challenge you that why not? You run a global business locally in agriculture, and taking the time to be off-site completely and have that retreat process is really effective. Corporations have been doing it for years and many of you are a corporation, so you shouldn't be exempt. I know I'm getting preachy about that, but I really want people to start thinking more professionally than just thinking, well, we're a farm, we don't do that. So what? You didn't used to, you need to now. So processes, barriers, accomplishments. As the leader, you can roll out annual goals, 
plans. You can take and receive feedback for how those things are going. That works really well before the session, etc. We will spend more time in future podcasts and other areas of training on those more you know, long sessions and how to best run those. But I wanted to bring it to your attention today in this whole connectivity model because connectivity is not just a one-time thing. That's the thing I wanna leave you with this afternoon is connectivity is both a micro thing on your daily activities, and but it's also annual, the big picture that drives your business forward and allows people to stay engaged, to feel appreciated, and to help you move problems off your plate and look progress in the eye. So I'm really excited that we could talk today about communications. Leave me some feedback. Let me know how you like this session. And again, we'd love to give you a shout out if you do that. And remember, here on the Ag Lead Show, we talk about what we don't always like to talk about, the people side of the business. Thanks so much for being a part of the Ag Lead Show with me, your host, Sarah Beth Aubrey. And don't forget to subscribe. If you like this show, we're continuing to add episodes every other week. So that's our, our focus right now is a bi-weekly program. If you want to receive notifications of when this podcast drops, again, we drop this every other week, you can go to your favorite podcast app Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We record this on Anchor FM. Or join me over at sarahbethaubrey.com slash podcast. Sign up and we'll notify you there. You know, you can also find me on social media, of course. And we are posting the podcast each episode there as well. So if you follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, or Twitter, you will see the day the podcast comes out that we will do a post. Also, one of the fun things I like about the Instagram post is that you can click on it for about a one minute preview of the show. Kind of a cool little tip. Okay, but let's connect elsewhere too. So we can continue this conversation in a way more personalized manner if you would like. And by doing that, you can join us with the Farm Next Facebook group. So here in the show notes, you will see the request to join. And if you don't go to the show notes, just grab your Facebook app and search Farm Next. And that is our Facebook community. We're about 2,300 members and we would love to make you 2,301. Last thing to share with you today before you go, don't forget to leave us your feedback. We will read your comments on the show periodically. So if you want a shout out, and I know we all love getting a shout out, leave me your comments and I'd love to share them. And also let us know what topics around growing leaders and developing people's professional skills in agriculture and agribusiness you want to hear. <music>